bring down the sector. Supreme neck protector. Better want him, kid, Mr. Mepsa. Falling pop, about to blow his lid from the pressure. Too hot for TV, for sheezy. Too many wanna be hard, be easy. It's all in the together, going all out together. It don't take much to please me. Still Hello, and welcome back to Honoring Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Oh, shut up, slack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. Joining me today is my co-host, as always, Brandon Olson. You can find him on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I sped through that one because that's the millionth one I've done tonight. I mean, you wouldn't have to do a million if you just like got it right every time. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've only messed it up once out of the three times tonight. Four times. Four times I've said it. I messed it up how many times... times? Because I had no, to say it the twice. one time you messed up. Yeah, because yeah. the one time I messed up. Um, this is our, our last episode of the night that we're recording. Thank this God. This we have been marathon. doing this, just like this, getting ready for this draft and the live stream next week and recording. We've been doing this for f- five hours now? F- five hours, yeah. Yeah, it's getting, <laughs> it's it's a bit much. That's I haven't eaten dinner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's fun to it's fun to do, but you know. We need a we need a break sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I set up. Cl- I s- oh no, oh no! I set up the clean feed at three fifteen p.m. Jesus! <laughs> it is it is nine forty half hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's way worse than I thought. <laughs> um. Yeah, because it was like right after I got out of class, we got into. <laughs> I hate everything. Which, by the way, I know this is coming out Saturday, but today when I was like in class, I was playing with my baby cousin outside, like outside of my room in the living room, um, and he's like, "Play with me," and I was like, "I can't anymore. Like I have to go. Like I have class, so I have to pay attention to it because it, it's not easy." Um, and I'm in class for like five minutes, and he just sprinted right into my door, like just full speed just rammed into my door and so i opened the door and he's just like on the ground he's like play with me and i was like i can't wait like what i like walked to the living room and i was like why is nobody watching him like what is going on they're like oh we didn't even notice he left he sprinted full speed into my door how did no one hear that so uh let's speaking of like getting this over with let's talk about the third round of the draft we can get into it now um, Jay Glazer is supposed to be making some sort of announcement in like 20 minutes. So you'll, you'll hear our, our live reactions to that. Um, you already know yeah. what it is. It's probably nothing. But I'm tweeted really out, so disappointed. Yeah. I, it's going to be that, that picture. I expected nothing. I'm still, still disappointed. <laughs> um, all right. So let's start off round three, pick, uh, 65 in the draft. The Cincinnati Bengals get Shane Lemieux. He's one of my favorite interior offensive linemen in this draft. I feel like he gets overlooked a lot. Um, but that Oregon offensive line was good. It wasn't as good as they they weren't as good as they should have been. But still not bad. Um, he had a good combine, uh, and he he is a very good very good guard at Oregon. Um, so the the Bengals get one of the best pure guards in the draft. Yeah, uh, I've been a big fan of Shane Lemieux. I know I was suggesting him for. A few picks by the uh, by the time we got him. Wow, that was yikes. Um, a few picks. A few picks. Um, <laughs> I suggested him for a few picks by the time we finally got him in here, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm a big Shane Lemieux fan. The last time I did a mock draft, I'm pretty sure it was still when we were doing one-rounders. Um, and I had him going, I think, 31. Let me just double-check. Yeah, I had him going... Never mind, not in the first round. Um, I was considering putting him in the first round then uh, to the San Francisco 49ers, but I actually got talked out of it. That's what it was, because I asked a 49ers fan. Um, but yeah, Shane Lemieux is a guy that I'm a big fan of. I love his game, and I would still not be upset if I were a fan of a team in the late first round and they took him there. If the Giants had a need at guard, I would I would have pushed for him at 36. I thought you were about to say push him at 4. All right. Um, <laughs> and then I picked 66. We have the Washington Redskins coming up. And we took Prince Tego Wanogo for them, uh, the offensive tackle out of Auburn. We saw him at the Senior Bowl, physically saw him. He was injured and not able to perform. But uh, we're big fans of his game here for the most part. Uh, I, I, or at least I am. I am. When, it comes, when it comes to the third round, like I think this is a great value. Uh, I would not be upset with him in the late second. Um. Yeah, I think he's got a ton of upside here, and Washington could replace Trent Williams with him, really, when it comes down to it. Obviously not at the same talent level, but, yeah, he could be the guy that... He he, he could be the body that takes in that spot. Um, yeah, and that brings us to Detroit Lions, pick 67. They go Van Jefferson. They already have the Marvin Jones, like, possession kind of guy. They have the big body go up and get it, Kenny Galladay. Now we give them the crisp route runner um, in Van Jefferson out of Florida. I don't know what the hell that was, but I like it. <laughs> what? Crisp! 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 Uh. <laughs> Chris route runner, Van Jefferson out of Florida, uh, was... The second best receiver, I think, at the Senior Bowl. I like his Senior Bowl performance was the second best. Yeah, he arguably stood out. In, uh, yeah, he's always been one of those like route runners that just hasn't been super productive because he's had core, por- yeah, core quarterback. Poor quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> 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 poor quarterback. Stop being rude, Dylan. <laughs> you do it to me all the time. You did it to me consistently in the first first round of this draft. I. Would never. <laughs> Keep in mind, you're listening. This is getting uploaded at like ten in the morning, but we're recording after being together for like seven hours today, working on stuff. Um, it's been a day. We've worked a shift together. Honestly, like this is this is a full <laughs> shift, just working on this mock draft. Um. Came for people to hate it and be like, you guys really spent like eight hours on this shit. Um, oh, that was basically my mock draft the <laughs> from the other day. <laughs> Some people are very outspoken about that mock draft. Antoine Winfield, safety seven. <laughs> he really, says, really said safety eight, but he was the sixth safety yeah, taken. <laughs> Jalen Johnson, cornerback two. He was the third one taken in a spot that I've, it, I've seen him get taken a lot in. <laughs> Caleb on over two offensive tackles. It's like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Which, by the way, I had a Jets uh, a Jets fan and, and writer text me about that. And uh, that specific tweet. And he was just like, I don't know what's wrong with that. 
He said, he was like, that's a good pick and a good scheme fit. Like, how is that wrong? <laughs> so just yeah. put, I, I didn't tell you that because I was like, I'm not going to feed this fucking guy's ego. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, moving on to the actual mock draft we've been working on. Shout Sorry. out. Shout out Justin Rochat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true 94 on Twitter, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, pick 68 with the New York Jets, actually. Uh, with their pick from the New York Giants, unfortunately, in the Leonard Williams trade. Um, Michael Pittman, the wide receiver out of USC. Dylan and I very quickly agreed on this one. Uh, we're both bigger fans on him than a lot of people seem to be. I don't know why people think that he shouldn't be going in this range, but this is kind of his wheelhouse, if you're asking me. Um, big fan of his game. Loved him at the Senior Bowl. And honestly, I think this is a big win for the Jets, especially when they need as much receiver help as they do. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us to NFC South, uh, a guy that uh, a report came out about that should ease a little bit of uh, some of your concerns. Uh, certain people really thought that this guy was not at all athletic. Um, Carolina Panthers, I'll let you talk about this one since you know a lot about this this defense. Um, it's Troy Dye, interior linebacker out of Oregon. Uh, so yeah, of course I covered the Big Twelve this year. Um, that's weird. I already saw that a scout just said Denzel Mims is better than C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, um, which is just not true. But uh, <laughs> back on track, uh, Troy Dye, linebacker out of Oregon, played this year with a broken thumb and a torn meniscus, and he was still. I mean, the best defender on that Oregon defense. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Troy Dye. I know Carolina, Phil Snow, and Matt Rule at Baylor, they like to put their linebackers in coverage a lot and honestly just use them all over the place, but a lot in coverage with Terrell Bernard, uh, Jordan Williams, Clay Johnson before he tore his ACL, I think it was. Um, they use their linebackers in coverage a lot. Troy Dye kind of fits this mold perfectly, and he could be able to step in I think immediately, I have a second round grade on him personally, so this is way later than I would have taken him if it were strictly up to me, and if, and if it was just what I th- would want to do as opposed to what we think will happen. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Troy Dye's game. I could easily see him going earlier than this. Doesn't offer a ton in the run game, but he offers a lot as a coverage man and occasional just blitzer. He could catch people off guard, and he's fast enough to get in between the offensive line. Uh, this is a fantastic fit to me. Yeah, um, and then that brings us to a guy who I think dropped a, a lot lower than I think he'll probably actually go. Um, yeah. It's just I know that we're not huge fans of him. That is T. Higgins out of Clemson going at 70 to the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, obviously, big big body. Um, he is He's young. He has a lot of upside, I think, uh, but he really needs to improve his route running, and I think that he has a, a good fit there in Miami because they need a, a huge guy like him, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just like the fit with with, with what that, that wide receiver group would be adding T. Higgins in. Yeah, uh, personally, I'm not a huge fan of T. Higgins' game. Um, I do know that a lot of people have compared him to AJ Green, which is generous high praise. Yeah, <laughs> that's very high praise. Uh, 
I just agree. I don't really have a player comp for them. I'm trying to get rid of the player comps since they're not... Like, it's hard to do. Uh, and it doesn't always make sense since everybody's different, but definitely not AJ Green when I watch him. Uh, but moving on to pick 71, the Los Angeles Chargers. We have them taking Ben Barch, the offensive tackle out of St. John's, Minnesota. Um, this time you're actually welcome, Alex Katzen. Uh, we had... We met Ben Barch down in Mobile. He was an awesome guy. Uh, told us to party, and we were just like, yeah, we're going to party like crazy. And we went home. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was fun time, though. Uh, a D3 prospect always has some kind of risk associated with him. But I think Ben Barch is as good a D3 prospect as you can really find on the offensive line. In, I mean really, for the most part of the past decade. Oh, um, yeah, and then, so that brings me to Carolina Panthers, tight end, Adam Troutman, goes at 72. And uh, I know this is a guy, this is my, my tight end in the draft, uh, tight end one in the draft. Um, he... Didn't have a great combine, but on the field, he looks a lot like a wide receiver. Um, and I felt like he'll fit that uh, the Carolina offense more than I think Cole Komet would. Arizona? Mm-hmm. You said Carolina. Oh, Arizona. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think he fits the, the Carolina offense a lot more than, uh, than, than Cole Komet would, who is other people's tight end one. Not Brandon's tight end one. <laughs> I all right. I haven't committed to one yet. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. All right. But it's it's between Adam Troutman and Josiah Duar. Honestly, it just depends as to what you're looking for. That's why I'm having such a difficult time because it's like I think Duar is by far the best blocker around, but he obviously leaves a bit to be desired as a receiver. In some, I could see some teams having commit. You could make a case for all for pretty much almost any tight end in this class being tight end one. There's a lot yeah, of there's, there's like, a oh, fit for Matt Deguara, Troutman, uh, both Bryants, like everybody. Um, Moss. Thaddeus Moss, even if he's healthy, I think that's honestly Moss's biggest knock. It's just like the health age thing. Um, but yeah, Deguara is just a guy to like. I love him. I love his game. I'll be pitching for him heavy in a later round. Um, but Troutman is... Yeah, he's the guy that if it, if he's not my tight end one, he's tight end two. Uh, I love what he has to offer. Great size, great physical traits. And I think he's got a ton of potential once he hits NFL coaching as opposed to the Dayton coaching stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it, it's not... I'm not trying to have a knock on them. It's just like obviously there are different levels of this. Um yeah, I think with NFL coaching in the Arizona scheme, especially, I think he could put up big numbers as a big slot, even moving flex out wide every now and then. Uh, he has a ton of potential, which is it's going to be interesting to see how wherever he ends up, how they develop him. Um, and moving on from seventy-two, we have seventy-three, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We we chose Donovan Peoples Jones here. Uh, wide receiver out of Michigan, who I'm really not high on at all. Uh, he's not one of my favorite receivers in the class. I'm not a big fan of him. I know that his... Pro- I'm not even marking his production because I know that was brought down by 
not only scheme but also Shea Patterson's play. But uh, yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones, he's just never stood out to me as like this guy that I think is going to translate great to the NFL. And I, hopefully, I'm wrong. Is hoping the best for him, but I'm not a huge fan of his game. But I do think at this pick, you're not going to get much better talent at the receiver position. Yeah, um, and then that brings me to the Cleveland Browns at 74, keeping that Louisiana connection alive. Uh, Boo. Sorry. <laughs> Just booed your whole <laughs> state. <laughs> giving them cornerback uh, Amik Robertson out of Louisiana Tech. This is a guy who I think can play boundary if they need him to uh, in, in certain, certain schemes, but he can definitely be more than okay as a nickel corner. Um, he, uh, I'm a really big fan of his game. Uh, I'm glad a lot of people are really coming around on him because he has all the tools to be really good. Yeah, Meek's uh, he's a guy that like versatile. He's short, obviously, which offers, which uh, limits him in my eyes from playing outside too often, because that's usually where you're finding guys that are six four, six five, and that's that's really difficult to defend if you're as short as he is, but play what when it comes to just playing he's one of the better corners in the class it's just his size is a huge restriction and the fact that he played at louisiana tech corners i feel like you really have to question their ability when they play against those smaller schools because you rarely see top talent um but at pick 75 with the indianapolis colts take oh god i just mashed that into two syllables uh the indianapolis colts we have them taking jacob eason the quarterback from washington um i know dylan and i are a bit lower on him than most he is a just big arm quarterback he's not super mobile um he has questionable at best decision making if you're asking me but nfl teams is i think he's gonna go higher than this by a pretty decent margin uh, NFL teams, they're going to fall in love with the big arm and the potential. But, I mean, for the Colts here, if they were to be able to get him at 75, I think this is a fantastic value for them. And I think that they could develop and develop him into something special, especially given the strong supporting cast that will have around him, mainly that offensive line. Um, and then that brings us to another win-now move, um, but also a potential future move uh, to for the K- Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 76. They draft Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. I think this is a lot later than he'll go. Um, and then he should go. He's very good. That's another guy who I wouldn't be mad at if my team dra- drafted him in the first round. That's just kind of how this this draft went. Yeah, we when we were putting this mock together, we even said like uh, he should go way earlier than this, but he just happened to fall here. <laughs> um, he's very athletic, explosive. Um, he was consistent. Uh, he was consistent at Oklahoma. Um, the production's there. He can step in for Sue whenever Sue leaves, but he can also have an immediate role in the defense. Uh, sorry, I'm just checking because uh, that news came out, but I'm trying to see what it was. The news came out? Brian Allen has COVID-19 per Glazer. What? <laughs> Is that it? 
Wait, what? <laughs> Brian Allen. First active NFL player to test positive for the coronavirus. Ram center Brian Allen is the news that came out at 11. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that I knew this was going to be a waste of time. <laughs> ...that I would not have to break. We had Sean Payton on a couple of weeks ago as the first member... I hate this. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> I'm so happy that the whole time I was like, there's... Like, Dylan and I said it. I don't know if we said it while we were recording. But we were just like, there's no way this news is that huge. Because if it were, it would have broken way sooner. Not the Rams backup center, I think, has Corona. <laughs> the first... This is national news. <laughs> oh my... Shut up, bro. <laughs> I'm taking shots, too. Like Jameson here. <laughs> I have wine and Jameson next to me. This is how we're spending Wednesday night. Oh my god. Alright, go on to the next pick. Uh, this episode is going way longer than it needs to. I mean, that Jay Glazer news is just a complete waste of time. Yeah. Uh, pick 77, the Denver Broncos are going Robert Hunt, the offensive lineman out of Louisiana. Um... I think he's got the athletic ability and strength to move around between yeah anywhere but center, which is why we marked him as just offensive lineman. And Denver kind of they need help, honestly, kind of just across this whole offensive line. So I'm a big fan of this move for them. Great value. Um, I'm all for this pick at 77. I think this is an awesome pick for Denver. Helps Drew Lockout. Helps Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Helps everyone out really. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> um, at seventy-eight, this is a uh, one of the. This is the pick that the Raiders got for uh, moving back to get uh, Javon Kinlaw for the Falcons to get Javon Kinlaw in the first round. Brandon Jones out of Texas. Um, the rumor is that Demarius Randall is going to be playing cornerback so that they so they are going to need another safety to go along with Jonathan Abram and so I'm going to give them Brandon Jones out of Texas. Um he's productive. He uh he has a lot of things that he does well. He also needs to sh- sharpen a lot of things. So and on a young team like that, I think this is a good fit for for Brandon Jones. Uh have you ever heard the story of what he's done like just during the season and during the postseason with watching NFL film? No. He watched, I think it was every defensive snap of every NFL team and charted down, like, what defense they were in and, like, what the play call was. Just, like, just to work on his, like, IQ. Uh, Ben Albright just tweeted out there's going to be a minimum of six offensive tackles in the first round. Well, not in this mock. <laughs> not in this right. one. Well, actually, what did we have? We had the the big four. Did we, we have six? six? Oh, it's seven. I was thinking of that in uh in uh I was, I was, for a reason I thought he meant like the like the top ten. Nah, yeah, fuck you, Albright. Um. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Christ. Sorry, I've been drinking. Go to your, ne- <laughs> go to your next pick. 
Uh, at pick 79, we have the New York Jets up with... I honestly hate that we gave this player to them. Uh, we have the Jets taking Cameron Dantzler, the cornerback out of Mississippi State. Um, I know he's kind of not been positively reflected on social media recently, given to given his uh, drastic improvement at his pro day where he magically got 0.4 seconds faster. Uh, but his tape is first-round tape. I don't care what anybody says. His tape is first-round tape. His testing is very much not. Um, no, his pro day. He, he runs a four seven. Uh, he runs. <laughs> he runs a four seventeen. Yeah. Um, so that's why I am really high on camera dancer. I think I even pitched him in the first round here. Uh, yeah, I think he's got great tape, and I, I extremely heavily weigh the tape it's like 95 percent tape five percent athletic testing um i'm a big cam dancer fan i think this is an absolute steal for the jets to get a starter on the outside um and then uh so another player this is a uh not a need for them but uh a absolutely like it's someone that they needed to take a running back um the oakland raiders at pick 80, we have them taking uh, one of the running backs that have fallen to to the 80s. We have them taking opting to take Clyde Edwards Elair uh, over uh, J.K. Dobbins here, just because I think we like we like the fit of Clyde and Josh Jacobs in the backfield. That is uh, absolutely disgusting, and uh, yeah, it makes for fun offense. Uh, I've talked endlessly about Clyde Edwards Elair, um, so. I love him. Uh, he's my running back two in this class. He, uh, I just think he has all the tools to be just very, very, very good. I think he'll have a great career in the NFL for a long time. Yeah. Um, also a big fan of Clyde Edwards. I've, I've said that I think he's Ray Rice, just without certain things. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we have 81, the Raiders, back again with their pick from the Chicago Bears. We have Darnay Holmes, the cornerback out of UCLA. We wanted to get them a nickel here, and at this point in the draft, we think he's the best slot defender that there is. So Darnay was easily the pick for us. Mm. Um, and then uh, a guy, this is another one where I kind of just liked this player more than another option here. Uh, that's Keith Ishmael going uh, to the Dallas Cowboys at 82, and this is the Travis Frederick replacement. Yeah, this is, it's it's sad that uh, Travis Frederick's gone. They got their replacement, and they're hoping for the best. Uh, and then we have Miami up uh, with their pick from Denver, from Pittsburgh, taking J.K. Dobbins, a running back out of Ohio State. I'm a big fan of Dobbins' game. I think he's another one of those just versatile running backs that can do pretty much everything. Uh, I'm a big fan of him in this fit with this obviously going to be very young dolphins roster they've 13 picks and you only get 53 picks in the dr- and you only have 53 spots in your roster so a huge chunk of that is going to be just rookies which i'm a big fan of i love this and i think dobbins can step in immediately and be a starter at 83 overall yeah um that's why i just kind of it, it, it was really just basically the alvin Kamara trade um, just a, a late draft, a late pick this year, and then a, a second next year to move into the third um, and get a very talented running back. 
Um, and yeah, this is a, another. They, they, people have like the Dolphins taking a a running back at, at twenty six, so they still get a great running back and got to move up and take Tua and Works in the top ten. So this would be a very good scenario for the for the Dolphins. Um, Absolutely. And that brings us to another guy. We, I, I mean, I like a lot. I was going to say we like a lot. Brandon does not like it all. Um, and that is Julian Okwara out of uh, out of Notre Dame. He goes at 84 to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, he, he shows flashes of being great. Um, so if the Rams can get him, uh, and he doesn't need to start right away in the Rams. Uh, so he, he, can, he can learn a little bit. If the Rams can get him consistent, he could be dangerous. Yeah, uh, Julian Aquarius is one of those guys that he's all traits, no production. Which I know that a lot of people like that because on tape he looks pretty good. He just doesn't produce. I tend to err on the uh, side of production guys a little bit more. So Aquara leaves me wanting more. Um, and then at pick 85, we have the Detroit Lions with their pick from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, was this... Is this a Darius Slay trade or is this a Golden Tate? Darius Slay, I think. Okay. Um, we should have looked that up before. But we have him <laughs> taking Jonathan Grenard, the edge from Florida. Uh, he's just the best edge available to us at this point um, by a pretty decent margin. Uh, he can step in immediately. He's willing to play through pain, as we saw this whole season. He was playing Darius with his wrist. Slay. Okay, he's playing with his wrist heavily bandaged the entire season, playing through it all. Um, I'm a big fan of his game. I think at Louisville, he was very good. I think at Florida, he got better, and I think with NFL coaching, he might improve even more. Uh, But at the very worst, you're getting a situational pass rusher here, and the Lions need some pass rush help. And that brings us to the Buffalo Bills at pick 86. Um, They address the defense again. Which I know they need more offense, um, but I think their defense has some some parts that left and some holes that they need to get to, some places they need to get younger at that I think get overlooked a lot when looking at the the Buffalo Bills. Plus they got Stephon Diggs so that adds a little bit uh, a little bit more help, and I didn't see the need to take an offensive lineman here because they actually did have a pretty good offensive line. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was a lot of young people who who were getting better. Um, so we had them uh, take shout out to Nicole Lynn. Um, we have McTelvin Aguim out of D, out of uh, Arkansas going here. Um, and what do you what do you think about Aguim, Brandon? Uh, he wasn't really a main focus on my radar until the Senior Bowl, but he really popped off for me there. Uh, I think that he would fit fantastically in Buffalo, uh, replacing Phillips, who went to I believe Arizona. In free agency this year um yeah i'm a big fan of this pick and i think the value is great i think a lot of people are just sleeping on how high a game is really gonna go this year yeah nicole lynn says he's gonna go day two i believe her and she go, he, he goes he goes <laughs> day two here in this draft yeah and then uh after a game we have the new england patriots up with pick 87 we have them taking cole Komet here who is a raw tight end prospect out of Notre Dame. But uh, I think that if any team can really coach up a tight end, it's going to be the Patriots. And I think that Komet, he has the athletic ability to 
once he develops his technique, he could be a killer at tight end, and that's going to be crucial for Brian Hoyer and in the future, Jared Stidham. And that brings us to the Seattle Seahawks. This is the pick that uh, they got from the Saints. Uh, the pick this year they got from the Saints to move back and let them take Willie Gay at the top of the um, at the to- at the end of the second uh, top of the third end of the second. Um, they uh, they take Matt Pert out of. Uh, Yukon, the offensive tackle. Um, I just think that he is the he's the kind of like t- blocker that they need in in Seattle right now. I mean, they need offensive line help uh, in general, and he's he's the best one available. So there we go. Yeah, uh, I've told the story about Pert at the Senior Bowl where I just couldn't stand next to him. So uh, he's got great size, great potential, and I think. I mean, Seattle always lacks offensive line help, so he could step in and contribute early. Um, at pick 89, we have the Minnesota Vikings taking Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. I know a lot of people seem to be really high on him. He's someone that I've had my eye on since his sophomore year. Um, I like what he can do, but he, I'm still looking for a bit more from him. Being that he's gotten so much playing time consistently throughout his college career i would have expected more development so he just hasn't hit that for me um i'm I'm still like a fan of his but at 89 is where i think he should go and where i think he actually will end up going and then this is another one of your guys so i'll let you talk about him but the houston texans at 90 go ben bredesen guard out of michigan yeah i'm a big fan of ben bredesen i think that he's just one of those punch you in the mouth honestly on field richie incognito types he's a big mauler he's just gonna try to bully you and i think houston could use that kind of personality on their offensive line uh mac sharping from northern illinois obviously mac i watch a ton of i'm a fan of his game but i don't think he's got that bully personality to him um laramie tunsil is one of the best tackles in the league uh, Nick Martin, Greg Mainz keep switching around at center for Houston. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Ben Bredesen. I think he's one of the best guards in the class, and I think be able to scoop him up here is a fantastic get for Houston. Immediate starter, pu- plug and play at pick ninety. You can't go wrong there. Um, and then we have uh, the Raiders again. Not really picking for like 100% need, but uh, a great. Uh, compliment piece to one of their earlier picks, and that's going to be Chase Claypool, wide receiver out of Notre Dame here at 91. He is he really kind of blew up at the at the senior bowl at the not the senior bowl the combine running a a four four two, which he has long speed. He's not great after the catch, but uh, he's not terrible either. Um, he's big body. Uh, I know our friend Ross hates him, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. He's uh, He could be good, and uh, I think taking him here at the end of the third is not bad at all. Yeah, and let me just say, uh, I don't think he's a big fan of mine. Uh, I, I know I told Dylan this, and I told other guys at whole line, but at the Senior Bowl, I went to get Chase Claypool's uh, information, 
to talk to him after the senior bowl and i was talking to him uh, it was after day three of practice where he had a fantastic day and i went up to him and i was like man you were fucking dudes up and he looked so uncomfortable by me swearing near him that he's just like nope <laughs> like, not for me um but i'm a big fan of his game big fan of his personality because i was he was at the podium that i was interviewing people at uh media day so i got to meet him there he's incredibly nice guy fun guy terrell bird was just messing around with him while he was getting interviewed um yeah, I'm a big fan of Chase Claypool. And then at pick 92, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking Cam Akers, a running back out of Florida State. Uh, I think he's a great fit here as their as a complimentary back to Mark Ingram. Uh, I think he'll still see it. I think he'll still see plenty of carries with how often this team wants to run the ball. And I think he's a steal at 92. Uh, he's running back five for me. And the only reason he's not been as productive as he should have been was the horrible offensive line he played behind at Florida State. Oh, it's so, so bad. He is, uh... Do you think he regrets making the choice to choose Florida State over LSU? I don't know if he regrets that, but I know that he, uh... See, because Florida State, when he committed, was still pretty good. Yeah. I think that he's definitely the guy in this class that suffered the most from the lack of talent around him. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Jordan loves another guy. They're like, oh, like, he didn't have anybody. It's like, well, a quarterback is still going to get drafted high if he doesn't have good talent around him. Like a Josh Allen. He didn't have good talent. Daniel Jones been six. He didn't have good talent around him. But Cam Akers falls to 92. And honestly, if he had a good offensive line in front of him, he would be putting up killer stats and probably be drafted higher. I agree. Um, I've, <laughs> I, I, I have been open that I did not watch any Florida State this, like, during the season, because I just didn't want to, but I, I've watched a little bit of, uh, looking into K-Makers, uh, from what I've seen, that off, that offensive line is just completely miserable, and he'd be in the conversation for one of the top running backs pretty much anywhere else, I think. Yeah, if he had a solid offensive line, like, if he had LSU's offensive line, I think he might be up there for running back one. He's uh, he has the talent, so it'll be, it'll be nice seeing him in a in a scheme that really complements him and a team that can protect him, or yeah, at least um, get get him into open spaces. And then I'm gonna let you talk about the next guy because I'm not a huge fan of his. Um, yeah, so that is Tennessee Titans uh, pick at 93. They take Raquan Davis out of Alabama. Um, he's a big boy, uh, strong. Uh, he's a good run, uh, run stopper. I think, um, he won't play every down, but I don't think the Titans need him to, um, this is a good depth pick and I like the value here at 93. Yeah. Raekwon Davis is a guy that I kind of just, I lost a lot of interest in him when I was watching their, uh, 2018 tape for Alabama Mm -hmm. and I forgot who they were playing. But he just started punching an offensive lineman in the spine after mm-hmm. one of the plays. And it's like, what the hell was the purpose of that? <laughs> um, so I kind of just got really like turned off towards Raekwon Davis when that happened. But I picked 94 with the Green Bay Packers. We have them taking Harrison Bryant, the tight end from Florida Atlantic. Uh, we love him at Senior Bowl week. Big fans of his here. Um, I think that he can play the inline tight end role better than Jay Sternberger can which is who the Packers drafted in the third round last year. So I think now they have two talented tight ends. 
Uh, they still have Devontae Adams on the outside here. And Denzel Mims on the other side. So I'm a big fan of what they've done to help kind of juice up this offense. And uh, I'll let you talk about the next one, but I'll, I'll announce it. It's going to be um, the Denver Broncos, pick 95, James Lynch out of Baylor. I'll let you talk about because I know that you love those Baylor guys. Yeah, uh, we jokingly wrote Derek Wolf as his position <laughs> in this Um He's going to be expected to fill that role. He's kind of the D-end that... He's a tweener between D-tackle and D-end. And in a 3-4, like, I feel like there's always one guy that's like that. Uh, James Lynch could be that. He doesn't have the traits that you would be looking for. But he led the Big 12 in sacks. He is just endless motor player here. Uh, his effort will never die. The only bad game I've seen from him was... I believe it was the first Oklahoma game this year when Baylor was up huge and Oklahoma came back. And the the only reason that was a bad game is because he was so gassed because Oklahoma just dominated time of possession in that second half. Uh, But I'm a big fan of James Lynch. I think he could still be very successful in the NFL. I have very few to no worries about his game. All right, and then that brings me to the Kansas City Chiefs at 96. Jacob Phillips, linebacker out of LSU. Um, he is very explosive, I would say. Um, he has a good. He he has a good. He has a lot of good things about him. He's not super strong, um, and he he doesn't get off a lot of blocks. But uh, he can he can he can he can show up. He has good uh, good coverage ability and ball skills. So a very good situational linebacker, I think, for them. Yeah, I could see him sliding in easily in like the nickel packages. Uh, him and Darren Lee would give the Chiefs just such a fast linebacker group that it would be insane. He doesn't. Yeah, um, he he doesn't. He's not gonna. I, I don't don't expect him to go like in to the backfield a lot, but. Uh, he will chase down anybody that that gets past that 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 front front little uh, the, the the trenches. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, and then at 97 with the Cleveland Browns with their pick that that they got from Houston, taking Brian Edwards, the wide receiver out of South Carolina. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of Edwards, but I Ross know is going to kill year, you. Uh, Ross can see me any day he wants. Um, <laughs> Play me in football. <laughs> uh, I see his ass in Mobile, um, but Edwards. I know that he struggled a bit this year because he's one of those receivers that just they didn't have the quarterback play there to really put them on the map and give them good balls and let them get the ball in their hands and make some plays. So I know that's unfortunate for Brian Edwards. Uh, yeah, I I'm hoping for the best. I'm just not a huge fan of his at this moment. But it's not that it's not like I hate him. So I'm all for this pick at 97. I think this is a good range for him. Um, and then 98, the New England Patriots select Hakeem Adeniji, uh, offensive lineman out of Kansas. Uh, we look; they have a bunch of different roles and like players who might be leaving their offensive line. So we gave them a player that can literally play any, any all five positions on the offensive line. Um, plus, he's a very smart and He's like a gentle giant, you know? Yeah, um, 
Adeniji is a guy he never played center at Kansas, but he did practice at center, so he knows how to, he knows how to snap the ball. Uh, very smart, very yeah, like you said, like he's a gentle giant. Like I was, I remember talking to him in Mobile, and just when I interviewed him earlier this year, uh, super nice guy. I'm I'm pretty sure he kicked my ass at Cup Pong. Um, <laughs> yeah, great guy. I'm a big fan of his, and honestly. The fact that he lasted to 98 makes him an absolute steal. I love his game, and I would not hesitate to, t- to take him in the late second. Late Mid to late second. Yeah, I'm all for him going in the second round. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I wouldn't be upset either. And so I'll let you go talk about this next one. Uh, next, we have the New York Giants at pick 99. We have Jordan Brooks, a linebacker from Texas Tech. Um... Plain and simple, the Giants need linebacker help. Uh, Jordan Brooks is someone that he's been consistent and productive throughout his entire college career, and I think that the Giants could be a good fit for him, a solid fit for him at the very worst. Um, I think Patrick Graham, the new Giants defensive coordinator, will move him around, execute him, and let him just not, not execute him, but execute him. <laughs> he will uh, draft him perfectly. and then murder him. <laughs> but uh, execute him perfectly in the game plan. Uh Giants need multiple, or they need various kinds of linebackers here because they're going to show a lot of different fronts, and Jordan Brooks kind of helps them do that while not changing personnel a ton. Um, and that brings us back to the New England Patriots at pick 100. They get Devin DuVernay. Um, we just decided to give him the fastest guy that we could. Yeah, we were like, oh, they need a receiver. I'm high on DuVernay. He's got great speed. And, I mean, we've seen him, even the LSU game, he could take a short pass and take a, yong, and take a yard. Take a yong. <laughs> I couldn't decide between yard or long, so I just combined him. Uh, he can he take, take a yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he could take a yard, um, which I think the Patriots are going to be even more check downy than they've ever been now with Brian Hoyer that or Jared me. Stidham. That scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just play cover two the whole time. You'll be fine. Because um, they had Tom Brady back there and they checked down 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is just like one of the picks you announced. Uh, I'll announce it. I'll let you talk about it. Seattle Seahawks taking Natane Moody, the interior offensive lineman from Fresno State. This man is very, very strong. <laughs> um, he, I, I've been a big fan of him. I know, Brandon, you know I've been a big fan of him for a long time. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are seeing it. If the dude is healthy, he would, he'll be one of the best offensive linemen to come out of this, out of this class, um, plain and simple. It's just the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um but whenever he's on the field, he's an absolute mauler. He 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 shuts down wherever he is. Um, no one's getting past him, and so I really, really want him to do well. Uh, I'm hoping for the best. I want him to stay healthy, and uh, though like like I said again, this is another guy who this year th- these medicals uh, he's going to be dropping a lot lower. But again, this is a guy I had in the first round before this 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 season even started, and I would. I would. I don't know if I would sign up just because there was another injury. I don't know if I'd sign up for him in the first, but uh, anywhere in the second, I'd be happy. And I wouldn't be mad at the first. I just wouldn't push for it. 
yeah, Moody's uh he is a very talented guy that he's just one of the guys like if he's healthy, he's gonna be a monster. But the if he's healthy That's a big that, if. That, it, it's a huge if, yeah. Um And then after Nathan Moody we have pick one oh two this the Pittsburgh Steelers take Sadiq Charles, offensive tackle from LSU. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of let you go into him again because he's an LSU player. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of him here. I think this is great value for him. A lot of these guys in this offensive line at, out of LSU really showed the main thing I saw out of them was growth and ab- ability to learn. Um, he is a very – he has a – I'd say Sadiq doesn't have a very like super high ceiling, but he also has a pretty low low um, low floor, and he could be a very serviceable right tackle um, and just depth offensive lineman for a long time. Uh, worst case scenario, he's going to be a cheap backup offensive lineman that if someone goes down, you can throw him in there and not be worried about it, which is valuable in this NFL. Yeah, um, and then at pick 103, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking Michael Ojemudi at the corner from Iowa. I'm a big fan of his game. We kind of fell in love with him at, uh, at the Senior Bowl this year. Uh, he can do pretty much everything, which is why I hate that he fell to Philly here. Um, <laughs> really? You're really so going to have to fill a Philly uh, secondary of Darius Slay and Michael Ojemudi. Right? It's just like, oh, hey, everybody you like? Yeah. Welcome to being an NFC South fan. They all, <laughs> all of the, all they do is draft LSU players. Um, now I'm a big fan of Oshimudia. I think he can do everything that you can ask for from a corner, and I think Philly's getting a great pick here. Uh, I would honestly, I'd be very upset if he lasted to 103 and the Eagles took him. Um, uh, 104 goes to the Los Angeles Rams, and that is Tyler Biadesh. This is a guy who took a humongous step back this year, um, and he 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 he's been productive before. Um, a lot of people still have him. I've seen as their interior offensive lineman one. Uh, just this year, kind of ruined it for me. It was the kind of the same reason Jordan Love took a big step back for a lot of people. Um, they don't like to see that in- inconsistency. Inconsistency, and it's not like inconsistency. It's not like it inconsistent <laughs> in a way that. He has hot flashes. It's like he took a big step back for an entire year. Um, so I want to see more. If he gets back to that level, it's an absolute steal at 104. Yeah, going into the year, he was also my interior offensive lineman one, but he is very much not even close anymore. Uh, I think he's he might be the smartest interior offensive lineman in the class, but... Just the talent is not. He's a very Wisconsin interior offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, and then at pick one hundred and five, we have the Minnesota Vikings taking Troy Pride Jr., the cornerback out of Notre Dame. Freak athlete, fantastic long speed. Uh, Mike Zimmer with Troy Pride Jr. and Jalen Johnson. He's going to develop two studs there. Uh, the Vikings need help in their secondary, so addressing this twice in the first three rounds is not a stretch at all. And honestly, I'm a big fan of Troy Pride Jr. going here. Uh, he was I, I loved his workout, just combine, pro day, all that. I'm I'm a big fan of his game. Uh, his speed just makes him so versatile with what you could do with him. And I think that Mike Zimmer knows how to utilize the uh, defensive backs to the best of their ability. And I think this is a great pick for Minnesota. 
And then the, the last pick of the third round for us comes at 106 to the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, that is Daryl Taylor out of Tennessee. He is uh, incredibly gifted athletically, but uh, he did take a big step back in production this year. Um, keep keep in yeah, mind. I was I was just keep, about to mention. I was just about yeah. to mention he played with a hairline stress fracture in his leg all year, um, which does hurt. And it's another one. This medical guy, he I saw people give giving him a first round grade before the season. Um, it he has that ability, but uh, another he has medical issues, so he ended up dropping. Um, and it's another guy that could be an absolute steal at 104. 106, I mean. Yeah, yeah. First round talent. Uh, medical brings him down. Production brings him down because he was hurt this year. Getting him on a team like Baltimore, where he's not going to have a ton of pressure on him to succeed immediately, is a huge bonus. And I think he he'll be an absolute steal at 106 if he lasts this far. Yeah, and uh, there we go. That does it for the third round. This one took a lot longer than the other ones. Uh, shout out to, to Jake. Fair, there were, there shout were out also to Jake more picks. Mm-hmm. There were a lot more picks. And shout out to Jake Laser. Um, Fuck Jake Laser. Man, what a terrible move by him. Hate him. I told <laughs> you, but I don't even know if I said it while we were recording. But I know I told you that it, it can't be that great because it would have leaked somewhere else. Yeah, and it's also the fact that he's been healthy for three weeks now. <laughs> the player. Yeah. Fuck Jake Laser. What is... Oh, my God. Oh, this is so annoying. Alrighty. Well. If we can stop doing this for tonight. Thank fucking God. Because <laughs> we have to do this in the morning. <laughs> I'll do one just in case. I'll start recording again. And thanks for listening. I think that about does it for us today. Uh, listen to us again in the morning. And yeah, uh, have a great day. Bye. The draft is so close. Put your lights out. Get this shit cracking. Got you feeling with your bitch out. Time for some action. Surfing the avenue. Mad at you. Where I used to battle crew. Back when that's when that had that attitude. Cover me. I'm going in.